but can you stay up? Because I won't be long, I don't think. Um, I'm going to just teach <laughs> quickly on baptism, and then those of you that are getting baptized, you can go and, and get changed if you are not already in the clothes you're getting baptized in, um, in just a moment. So um, I I'd like you to remain while I teach, but then um, we'll be uh, sending you, uh, I, I would say the guys can probably go um, one at a time over in the kitchen area, and the girls can probably go in the kids' room area one at a time, or if, you know, it's, you guys know each other and you're comfortable, whatever. A um, couple of announcements. We're going to be here Tuesday and Wednesday, and that's all I got, I think. So, um, it's already going to be February. Can you believe that? It's the second month of the year already I feel power like coming up through my legs I have no idea what's going to happen the Lord. Yep, just got in like 11-11, which was crazy. I got to my hotel at 11-11 in the airport, which in Orlando was glorious because uh, I was staying with Billy and AJ most of the time, but they were like 40 minutes from the airport and my flight was at six and I was like, you know, I don't want to get up at three and then come here. So I got a room at the airport, which it was great. It li literally walked out of the airport, and security was like right there. You know, it was like it was like the air airport entrance was here, and security was right there. I was like, that's great. So I got on a plane, flew to Atlanta, got on a plane, flew to Cleveland, and then drove straight here. And but I got to my hotel at eleven eleven last night, and then I got I walked in the building today at eleven eleven, which was crazy. And that's because my plane somehow went 40, was like 15 minutes early landing. So it's crazy because I wasn't supposed to be here till like 1130. So I told them just keep worshiping, you know, keep going. But, um, you know, it's interesting. And if you know anything about numbers, the prophetic, and some people I know, what are you talking about is transition. So we'll see what, what all that means. But it feels different. So fire conference was awesome. Um, super interesting to watch them have this massive event with COVID and like what they had to do. You could tell the speakers wanted to like jump down and mob people, but they were like, we're not allowed to like hands. And then the one guy was like leaning over uh, Ben Fitzgerald laying hands and they were like, and he was like, but, uh, 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 you know, you could tell their hearts was just to, you know, do it. But it was like, it was really good and full of rebuke <laughs> to the body, which is needed. And it was like, you know, no more playing games. It was, Basically, they were saying a lot of the same stuff that, like, you know, we've been hearing and saying and, and, and all of that. So uh, it was really good, though. So, uh, But missed you guys and glad I was able to get back. Uh, today's going to be powerful. So we're not going to take too long because we got quite a few to baptize. I just want to give you a couple of scriptures and then just talk about what I kind of already alluded to. Um, Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter says, they say, what can we do to be saved? Peter says, repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, 
for the forgiveness of sin, your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts twenty two sixteen. And now, why do you wait? Rise and be baptized. Listen to this. And wash away your sins, calling on his name. 1 Peter 3.21, baptism, this is a very controversial scripture, but catch this, listen to what it says. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Meaning what? Meaning you go down with bad conscience, you come up with good conscience. You go down with bad mind, you come up in the mind of Christ. <laughs> okay? You go down in death, dead works and sin, you come up resurrected life of Jesus. Doesn't sound symbolic to me at all. How about you? It sounds very supernatural. Uh, John 3, 5, Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Mark 16, 16, whoever believes and, in, and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Now, do I believe if you got born again on an island and, you know, you didn't get bapti baptized and you died, I'm, I'm sure God would have mercy, you, you know, but I'm telling you it is a major part of the sanctification process. I've literally seen people that were struggling with things for years and refused to obey the Lord and follow him in baptism, and the moment they were baptism set free from demons, set free from, I mean, just... Time and time again, I've just seen it. Uh, it's the real deal. Um, for in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews and Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink one spirit. Galatians 3.27, for as many as you, or, or many as of you, as were baptized, listen to this, into Christ, have put on Christ. There's a putting on. There's a there's a taking off and there's there's a changing that happens. When you go down there's a putting off and when you come up there's a putting on. You're taking off the sinful man and you're putting on Christ. So beautiful. Mm, do this is Romans 6 3 through 4. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Again, that does not sound symbolic to me at all. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk, listen to this, in newness of life. I, I want you to get baptized with an understanding. Those of you getting baptized today, I want you to understand that when you come out of that water, there is a newness of life for you. Uh, some of you may have been baptized before without the understanding. And, and you know, some, many have been baptized as children, and that's okay. I baptized my son when he was four just in case the Catholics were right. I was like, you know, never know, just in case, you know. Uh, I just, you know, and love them, but uh, I just wanted to be sure. I didn't know. I was working out some things then. Uh, but he's getting baptized today too, so this will be his first time. Yeah, come on. We're excited. So... He's past that age of accountability, 12. You know, all your sins are yours now, buddy. 
Acts 2, verse 41. So those who received his word were baptized. When you receive the word of God, there's a response to be baptized. Honestly, when people come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and they repent, and we say you need to uh, follow the Lord in baptism, and they're hesitant to get baptized, I go, hmm. Like, my demon dar, if it's a radar, it's a demon dar. It starts going off like, whoa, why? Like, what's, what, it, what, why? You know, because the response we see in the Bible when people are cut to the heart and they believe they have faith in Jesus, they're like, yeah, dunk me now. I can tell you that's a real quick way if you're out evangelizing, which, by the way, we are going to be doing here real soon, hitting the streets, and that means you. Uh, everyone can witness. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you have power to be a witness and, and share the gospel of Jesus. But, you know, um, it's a real good way to, to, to see if the seed was planted and, t- and, and was taken, you know, and, and if they just said a prayer or if they actually believed in their heart. Because there's a difference between believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. You can confess in your, your mouth and, and not believe in your heart. We know that. People lie to your face all the time. <laughs> I mean, we got plenty of politicians that do that. Just saying. They confess with their mouth and don't believe a thing they're saying. So, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, you know, the confession, really, it's the belief in the heart. And only God sees the belief in your heart. And he knows. And so whenever he sees the belief, he does the work. You know, that faith that he gave you, when you use it, it pleases him. And he performs the work. Colossians 2.12. Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead. This is why this is so important that I'm we're doing this again and every time. We do baptism, baptism, we will do this. By the time we all get to heaven, you're to be able to give more than a three-point sermon on baptism. Okay? You should have it like, you should have a doctorate in what baptism means because I'm going to beat this dead horse until it resurrects. All right? So, <laughs> sorry. Um, it says, having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him. Listen. Through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. So there has to be a faith that when you go down, like that's really going to happen. Like it's really, really, really a burial grave. That there's really something that's going to happen in this water when you go down and when you come up. You resurrect. And some, some of us are like, that's a little hard for me to believe. That's a stretch. What are you talking about? You already believe in the resurrection of the dead. What is there more like? That's like we talk about healing, we talk about getting deliverance, we talk about having power over sin. If you have been born again, you already believe that dead flesh was reanimated by the power of the Holy Spirit. What am I talking about? Well, Jesus raised from the dead, didn't he? I mean, we've got Old Testament resurrections from the dead. So, I mean, what's you can't believe that this right here, I just saw fire all on top of the water. You you can't believe this right. Oh, it's nice and warm too. Hey, we should probably turn it off for a minute. 
Mr. Boggs, if you want to help me with that real quick. It's at 107. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. 100 is bath water. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. I, I asked the guy in Dawsonville. They do baptisms every Sunday. He said 100 degrees. I said, all right, cool. So trust me, Jen was would be wanting this 100 degrees. She, it was 80 last time, and she was she was shaking it. I couldn't tell if it was shivers or the power of God. Which one? You know? <laughs> both. But yeah, both. But but you can you can really like like believe. You you know, this is a grave. And when you come up, no more shackles, no more shame. No more bondage. I am free. Okay. Y'all are looking at me like, mm, you're not funny. No, sorry. I'm trying. <laughs> Colossians 2, 12 through 13. Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God. Listen to this. Who raised him from the dead, and you who were dead in your... Tr- your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh God made alive together with him having forgiven us all our trespasses you know the Jews believe that baptism they believe then they would often and we do too so we only do this in the winter time because I don't think anybody wants to get like Russian style you know uh, we have might have to have Lena show us how to do that they do Russian style like frozen water Baptism. You guys ever seen that video? They like go out there and the dude has like a hatchet and he's like, and he's like smashing the ice and then they get in there. I'm like, there's, you're really dead. Like, like, you're really dying when you go in that water, almost spiritually and probably literally if you don't get your booty right back in that that van. It's so funny to see them come out because they run. Have you, how many of you seen that video? Yeah, it's really funny. You should look it up. It's Russian winter baptisms. But anyway, uh, I think it's a it's a tradition, though, that they do right every year. Yeah. So anyway, we do this in the wintertime. But in the in the summertime, we like to go to lakes and rivers because the Jews preferably would baptize in what they called living water, uh, waters that were alive. This is still super powerful. Don't worry. But the reason they did that, though, is because the Bible calls Jesus and the Holy Spirit what? living water and so God Jesus himself at the woman at the well uh and and Eric Gilmore did a message um at fire 21 and you should all watch it every one of you quickly before it's removed um from Facebook go go watch it it's Eric Gilmore they they just did it's on YouTube awesome so he talks about Jesus as the living water God rep represent or you know referencing himself as water and so the Jews believed uh, what was so powerful about it is when you, not only was it a ceremonial washing away of your sins, because the Jews practiced baptism even before Christ. I mean, obviously John the Baptist, and that wasn't even new to John the Baptist. If you were going to become a Jew, you were a Gentile, and you were going to convert, you had to go through multiple baptisms, actually. Um, but what they believed in why they would do it by living waters is because the Bible says, he who is one with the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. And so another aspect of baptism is not only the burial and the resurrection, but it's literally a mergence and a oneness with God. 
It's representative of when you go, when your life goes down in this water, what happens? You're fully immersed. You're fully covered. You are part of that water. You are literally one. That water is all around you, and you're consumed by it. So it is your life in Christ, that you are literally immersed. He says you're baptized into Christ Jesus, into him. The two become one flesh. He who is one with the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. There's a bridal realm here. There is a union with God. There's a oneness with God that happens. It's why it's so important, so powerful, and again, a major part of sanctification. Um, and, and people would say, well, I've already been baptized once, this and that and that. I, I'm, yeah, but honestly, though, some people that, that confessed and even got baptized, I've seen weren't even born again. And you say, how is that possible? Because they didn't hear the true gospel. You know, there's that. I've seen backsliding and coming. I've been baptized multiple times. And then as well, if God's like in the water and encountering people in the water, I don't care where God's at. I'm going to be there. And so like me and Caleb went down to um, Dawsonville, Georgia, where people are getting baptized. They're going in the water with cuts on their arm from cutting themselves and the scars are disappearing when they come out. Uh, they had a little girl, verified miracle. She had a tumor in her neck. They could see the x-rays of the tumor in the neck. And when she came out of the water, it was completely gone. Like uh, they, uh, like I said, they did the tests, everything. It's completely gone. She was healed. Uh, they had another little girl who um, they had lost. They had a, the mom had a stillbo- stillborn child. And then years later, the grandma had passed away. And she, it was like a couple of months after that. And I guess the little girl had been asking the Lord, like, I just want to say goodbye to my grandmother. I just want to say goodbye to my grandmother. The little girl went down in the water at the revival, and it was two seconds down and up, right? But for her, it felt like 10 minutes. She was caught up to heaven, and she spoke. Her, she saw Jesus and her grandmother there. She knew she, knew she was there. And then a boy who was 10, which, which she didn't recognize, but said looks like mom and dad or whatever, and it was her little brother that they had lost and he was the same age as you know and this is a little I mean she's you don't make this stuff up you know and she's describing heaven and you know though it's interesting that she went down and she was only at one second but then she felt like 10 minutes you know the bible says is one day is as a thousand years for the lord a thousand as one day you know so it don't matter there's no time in heaven so there's just I mean anything can happen in this water if you've got pain in your body right now and you're getting baptized healed in the name of Jesus. Like, seriously, you're in his new life. I heard something Todd White was doing communion um, last night, and it's and it, I've, I've taught on it before, and we've talked about it before. But you got to understand, like, generational curses, you know, and things generationally. Like, what you really got to understand is as soon as you get the revelation that you have a new bloodline, those can't even touch you. What does that mean? It means, like, well, mama had diabetes Daddy had heart disease. Daddy had this and that stuff that's been down the line because of whatever it was, bad, poor decisions, um, malnourishment, birth. It doesn't matter that when you come into the household of faith, you are in the bloodline of Jesus. Jesus literally cursed the curse. So how can you be cursed? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, may live. And that's, it's your choice. And this thing works by faith. It's let it be unto you according to your faith. What is faith? What you believe about God. 
That's why, like, our, our Baptist brother, I came out of Southern Baptist. Our Bas- ba- Baptist brothers and sisters will be in heaven. I believe that. They have a great revelation on, on, you know, winning souls and things like that. But majority of them never see healings, never see signs and wonders, never see any of that. Why? Because they don't believe it exists today. They don't believe it. They're still in the body, but they're like pigeonholing their experience with the Lord. You know, whereas when we believe, we see it. Make sense? Awesome. Well, we're going to, if you are getting baptized, if you want to go ahead and go get prepared, get dressed. How many of you need time? Wave at me. One, two, three, four. Okay, yeah, y'all go ahead. Ladies, if you want to line up and do, you know, the kids' room. And men, if you want to go in this, uh, if the, in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Um, Can you flop that down? Sorry, the kids' room has surveillance cameras, so we're going to close the camera thing. (laughs) Yeah, we have cameras everywhere, just so you know. People are like, what? You have cameras? Oh, it's accountability for me, too. I don't play. I ain't going to have no woman accusing me. <laughs> Y'all are like, that happens all the time. Demons don't care. They'll work through anybody who... Y'all want a lesson on demons while we wait? Or you want to worship? What do you want to do? W- want a lesson on demons? Do you know where demons come from? They're not fallen angels. There are fallen angels. Principalities, powers... Rulers of darkness in heavenly places. But demonic evil spirits were are the spirits of the Nephilim that if you read in Genesis chapter six, they they had sex with the daughters of men and they produced giants, the heroes of old. They were very wicked, evil. That's what you it's it, and if you understand this, you'll understand that the flood was the mercy of God. Because you have to understand, the Bible says all flesh had become corrupted by these, these, they're literally demons with skin on, okay? Imagine that. Not, not like right now, in order for a demon to have power over your life, you have to give it power over your life as a believer. If you're an unbeliever, they just, they'll seduce you and, and, and take over. The Bible says everyone outside of Christ is under the influence of the demon spirit of this world. Everybody. And that ain't believing bad in people. It's just a fact. It's Bible fact. But believers can become uh, oppressed, and I still believe eventually possessed. I don't believe you can be possessed in your spirit as a believer, but you are a triune being just like God. You're made in his image. You are body, spirit, and soul. Your spirit, man on the inside, your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, and your physical body. I I have just through experience seen believers get possessed uh, with demons in their body, spirits of infirmity inside of them that would move and and things like that, um, and also in their soul. And actually, that's where we go and we diagnose mental disorders like bipolar and things like that. There's no way, like a a Christian has no business even having bipolar. And I don't say that in a condemning way. I say that in a faith way, be free, you know. But typically, it comes on on you because you opened a door to it. So you started watching pornography, started sleeping around. You know, um, the Bible says that when you have sex, the two become one flesh. 
So if that person has something, there is an avenue for a demon to come through. It's just just very real. Very real. Um, Jesus would say, when he would heal them and cast out devils, he would say, go and sin no more, at least something worse would come upon you. And then he says something, he says, when, it, when you cast out a devil, it goes into a dry place, grabs seven more, and tries to come back. Okay? And let me tell you something. The devil will always come knocking the last place you let him in. The last time you open the door and let him into your life, he'll come right back and he'll just stay on it until you open that door again again that's temptation but you can be free him who the sun sets free is free indeed listen as a christian you don't have to deal with depression you don't have to deal with anxiety you don't have to have that it's not your portion your portion is righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost in in often more often not you're not wrestling against flesh and blood you know, it's so funny because we talk about that when we deal with other people, but we don't ever think about that with ourselves. Come on, Jesus. Sometimes we're thinking we're wrestling with our flesh and blood, talking about, well, I just have bipolar. I just have depression. I just have anxiety. No, that thing is not in you. It's on you coming from an outside source. And it's a devil trying to attach it to your life. And let me tell you, as soon as you go, yep, I'm depressed. Yep, I have depression. Yep, I have anxiety. Yep, I have bipolar. Yep, I'm going to take that. I'm going to let a doctor prescribe me that and give me some pills to dumb down the demon. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take ownership of that. Now you've said you can stay here. The devil has no power over you except what you give him. When you believe a lie, you empower the liar. And the devil, if he's talking, he's lying. He can't do anything but lie. So anyway, these fallen angels, they slept with the daughters of men. They produced these Nephilims, giants, wicked men. Like literally they were eating people. They ate us out of all our resources that they were eating people. They were raping people. I mean, it was just chaos all over the earth. Now you go, oh man, thank God he flooded the earth and wiped that out, you know? You say, well, how'd they come back in, in David's time? M many believe that one of uh, Noah's sons his wife had some nephilim blood and i believe it was ham's wife because you see they they manifest in cana and so when they went back in the promised land there were still giants there remember they had kind of sprung back up and so uh anyway some of you guys are going hmm. it's in the bible look it's genesis chapter six it's biblical um and so uh no god doesn't like them and they have, see, so when, they, when God flooded the earth and they all died, they, they're, they're, they were an abomination, okay? So when you and I died before Christ, we, our soul would go to Sheol, the place of the dead. In Sheol was hell in Abraham's bosom, okay? Abraham's bosom is where the righteous would go and wait. The righteous, those who lived rightly, would await Christ to come. Everyone else, hell. Where do we see this at in the Bible, in the parable of rich man and Lazarus? The Lazarus dies, not Lazarus that Jesus resurrected, a different Lazarus. Lazarus died, and he's in Abraham's bosom, and the rich man died, and he's in hell. And he's saying, there's a great chasm between us. Give me a drink. All right? But when Jesus died, when Jesus died, he went, the Bible says he went to the center of the earth. He preached the gospel. If you remember, when he died, all the saints of old were resurrected. And they walked around town. It's in, uh, I, I believe, the book of Acts. And so, Matthew, check it out. It's in there. It's in the Bible, everything I'm saying. And so from that point on, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. 
And so we could not, the righteous, when they died pre, pre-Christ, did not, were not able to go to heaven. They still had sin. Sin hadn't been dealt with. Even though they were dead, it hadn't been dealt with. The price hadn't been paid. Though Christ was crucified from the foundation of the earth, it hadn't manifest yet. But when he resurrected, yeah, what's up? That's where they try to get purgatory from, yeah. And, and then there's some twisted stuff there. They try to get that, yeah. They try to get that from there. But um, And it's interesting, too. You'll see that the saints of old were in the center of the earth. Here's how you know. is because when the medium, when she still had the power to do this, but she called up Samuel to talk for Saul. Where did he come from? The ground. Uh, what are you doing, he says. What are you doing, right? So uh, in, anyway, so when God flooded the earth, those spirits had nowhere to go. They were abomination. They were abomination. So they became the wicked, evil spirits that are on the earth. So you, got in, in, you have you know, spirits of infirmity, spirits of, sign, um, spirits of lust, whatever. Um, and that's what they are. They are the, the wandering spirits, really. That's why they go out to a dry place, but they come right back. They have nowhere to go, really. Do you see what I mean? Does that make sense? Thankfully, they do have a place for them. <laughs> the lake of fire. Praise God. But I want you to be real. Maybe we need to do some really legit teaching on that. Because you need to understand, like, when you're dealing with people, like, it's not normal for, like, sometimes when people just start giving you a real big hard time, you could have some really big compassion on them when you realize it ain't them. It's what it's the critter inside them. And so there may be some critters that start to manifest today as they go in the, that's what we call them, crit crits, critters. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they go down, you know, when people go down the water and they come back up, they'll growl, they'll, oh, they'll, whatever, you know, sometimes they try to make a show. They have to leave in the name of Jesus. You don't have to be afraid. You, greater is he that's in you than he who's in the world. They don't have place. And I want you trained and equipped because I don't want them running all over your life. And we have really let demons run rampant in America, and especially within the church. And through false doctrine of Christians can't get, you know, okay. Thank you for joining us on Encounter Podcast. We pray it has been a blessing to you. We would be honored if you would prayerfully consider supporting this ministry by becoming a monthly partner or sowing a one-time offering helping us bring the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ our Lord to the lost and the continued training and equipping of his bride, the church. For more information on how to become a partner or make a donation, please go to Encounter1078.com and click on the donate button. Thank you, and may the mercy and grace of the Lord Jesus be upon you.